This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and your man's out there trying to find a side chick. My man's watching old step-by-step episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm Brandy Posey, and Bigfoot hasn't had a human sighting in weeks. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and is Chuggy Chuggy yet? <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello! We got Barbara Brandy and, of course, Big Tess. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby. It's time to hang out. With your favorite Oh my god, welcome to the show everybody. Fucking great episode we have for you today. But first, we've got exciting shit for you, okay? So we're we gonna go. say our exciting shit first. Plugs on plugs on plugs on plugs. On butt plugs. On butt plugs on hair plugs. Um, First Sunday of the month is coming up. And what does that mean, you guys? Oh, my God. We've got our live show (gasps) November 7th at Permanent Records Roadhouse in Los Angeles. We've got Margaret Cho. No big freaking deal. So excited. It's going to be so fun. Get your tickets. Tinyurl.com slash Lady to Lady Live. You can also watch it on Zoom. Wow. Holy shit. And also, we're going to be doing a holiday show all over Zoom on December 5th. Welcome, Welcome to that. Come to yeah. <laughs> welcome to that. Come to that. They're welcome to the holidays. Let us welcome you to the holiday season. We'll have a holiday, holiday cocktail Zoom. and mockdale. It's going to be a great time yes. on Zoom. Wear your holiday best. Um, love more. You cheese. guys, I'm going to make sure yeah. I have my tree before that show. Yes, oh, we had holiday pets last time. So many fun times. Mm-hmm. So that's December 5th, mm-hmm. our holiday show. November 7th is our live last live show of the year, and um, yeah, they're all great. And then. Tess and I are doing a freedom party celebration on November 15th, which is the Monday after Britney's last, hopefully, knock on wood, hearing um, on loopedlive.com. You can buy tickets there. We'll be doing Britney's gram. We'll be we'll be analyzing her posts again. We'll be talking about the, the hearing. We'll be celebrating. So come hang out with us there. That's going to be a good time. And starting this weekend, uh, I have got a tour that's going on for three weeks. So if you live all over the country, come out and see me live. BrandyPosey.com slash tour for all of your ticket needs. I'm going to be in Austin, Texas, Gainesville, Florida, Asheville, North Carolina, Louisville, Kentucky, Chicago, Illinois, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Lincoln, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Fort Collins, Colorado, and Denver, Colorado, uh, with the delightful Anna Valenzuela and Kevin Casey White, three of us from tour together. Um, It's going to be a freaking blast. Uh, I am very excited to come out and do live stand-up again and um these shows are going to be super fun uh we're checking fax cards at the door at basically every venue um you know doing everything we can to be safe and fun and please come out and say hi um i love meeting fans it's (laughs) so so fun we're so yeah it's so cool to be out there on the road again and like you know it means so much when you come out and see us live like it really we love meeting you guys honestly whenever we meet you guys after shows it like we just leave with a smile on our faces. Yeah. We're lovely. Exactly. And like, if you think we're funny when we're just like riffing, imagine how funny I am when I think about what I say before I say it. So, <laughs> yes, <ma'am. laughs> so yeah, that's all of our stuff. And now let's get to the show. Oh my God. Big show this week. We've got comedy legend. Yeah. Bob cat. Goldway. He is, you know him from the police Academy series. 
He is now a director and he's promoting his new movie, Joyride, which is a documentary that follows him and Dana Gould. Um, They got into a car wreck when they were like beginning filming this documentary and it kind of captures them going back on the road after that. And just like some really fun, you know, footage of them when they're younger, starting off comedy, all Bobcats like crazy antics that he got up to, which I didn't know a lot of. So they're really fun to watch. Very inspiring. Yeah, and their their comedy friendship is really really fun to watch play out too. Like I I genuinely love watching comics just be friends and like love each other on screen. Um, and they're just they're they're two like legends working today. I mean, they're two two like awesome old guys that I've always I've looked up to my whole career. Like it's very cool to see them still like pushing themselves and doing really cool interesting stuff still. So check that out. But most importantly, stick around because this conversation is so much fun. We really had a blast with Bobcat. A great way to start our Tuesday morning. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday morning listening to this. Let's welcome our guest. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm um, I'm good. Thank you. I'm, uh, as I said, I'm okie dokie. <laughs> what, what part in the press junket are we for the... Uh... <laughs> well, I'd say that I am at the part where uh, I started to realize that I'm getting certain stock answers, but I'm still uh, kind of making them fresh. They're not, okay, I'm not okay. in, I'm not in robot mode yet, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting there. We're getting to like mid robot. Well, I was kicked off my own press junket once on a movie <laughs> called Hot to Trot. And I was just brutally honest. Like I was like, it's not a very good movie, you know, and uh, uh-huh. which I said that during the press junket and uh, uh, Warner Brothers <laughs> frowned upon that, and suddenly a manager was brought to the. I was kicked off my own press junket. Wow. Was that kind just of for a being relief, honest? Though? That must have been nice. Yeah, but I also kind of felt like, oh man, you know, sometimes like I, I I'll be like after I do something, I was like, oh maybe that was too far. Like once I was on a benefit and Michael Bolton was the headliner, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I'm never gonna have this kind of access again. So I went up and I. While he was singing, I just started dry humping him. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> and then I got tackled by his crew and dragged off stage. And oh my god! Sometimes I actually feel bad. I was like, oh, maybe that wasn't cool. But um, <laughs> and they're like, yelling at me. No, Michael's gonna be really mad. Don't be around when he gets off stage. And I was like, oh. Uh. So I ran around the whole theater and just climbed out and did it again. So I guess I didn't feel that bad. (laughs) That's what I, yeah, it was really fun watching Joyride because like the videos of your hijinks were so enjoyable (laughs) and like writing Paramount sucks, you know, and just like so good. And I feel like it was never. And that was on Arsenio, right? On Arsenio's show. I spray painted Paramount sucks on the set. Yeah, because they had fired him basically, yeah. and then mm-hmm. yeah, I used to do a lot of stuff like that. And some yeah. Uh, yeah. sometimes I think it was sincere in the motivation, but other times it was just me being self destructive. <laughs> Were you a well, kid who liked to to be dared to do things? No, I was always like, "This is a great idea." <laughs> you didn't need all get... No, there was no daring. It was yeah, like. Yeah. You know, I I don't know the difference between a good idea or a bad idea, but I treat them both with the same amount of enthusiasm. You know, it's like this is really solid. Yeah, this. Uh, uh, I think my body of work speaks for itself. Like, why not make an alcoholic clown movie? Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. 
I mean, I assume I would, I would assume a high percentage of clowns are alcoholics. So if anything, it's just a slice of life. <laughs> sure. You know, clowns actually like shakes uh, or m- a lot of clowns did. But um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Bigfoot community. Like they, you know, if you there's so far and few between. So Bigfoot mm-hmm. community actually likes the 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 beef jerky commercials you know anything that has right. Rep- you want representation it. yeah all like, yeah. of any form yeah absolutely. yeah yeah so they're like you know so clowns are the same way but yeah, yeah i had i had uh when clowns were protesting that movie i and it i don't know if this is in the movie i ended up on the today show with katie couric and she said it was her worst interview in history of her career when you interview her because because um, they're debating, you know, the clown never. Uh, this is, so today's show never would have me on. And then yeah. because clowns were protesting shakes, I got I get flown in. I go in, and it's a true story. The producer stops me in the hallway, and she goes, "A clown is going to debate you on the program." <laughs> and and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I've seen your show." And, uh, and, and I really said that. And then can't believe they wouldn't then, have you. And then I ended up debating a clown on TV. And and Katie Kirk wasn't familiar with my act or anything. And I'm like, I'm like, the only reason you perform in hospitals because that's one place a kid can't get up and run away from you. And um, <laughs> Katie Kirk's go, would you be serious? I'm like, no, you're interviewing me and a clown. So yeah. um, what hard hitting thing do you think was going to happen today? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the controversy was very helpful (laughs) in promoting shakes. Were they in full clown? Yeah, what does makeup? I'm assuming. Oh, they would show up and they showed up in in clown outfits and and protested the movie, which was wonderful. You know, I was really happy. I mean, yeah, Uh, that seems like something you would, yeah, Yeah. you would hire people on Craigslist for. So I feel like you got a deal. That does. Yeah. yeah, Someone who's been to some protests, just a practical aspect, though, the shoes had to be tough in that crowd. Sure. Yeah. It's easy. (laughs) It's easy to step on someone's toes when you're wearing size 18. But. Yeah, I mean that couldn't like all the protocol at protests uh, were probably out the window uh, during the 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 clown protest. But it truly was funny because the clowns that did protest <laughs> had no sense of humor. It was so great. It was and and what I was parodying was stand up comics in that movie, and and they don't have a sense of humor. You know, no. I, I I don't know what went wrong with comedy. I, I guess it's the internet, but the. The, uh, the dissecting stand-up comedy. It's like it's like it's like when I run into like a creepy guy and he wants to talk intimately about sex. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same thing. It, it, and also, by the way, people who talk about sex aren't getting laid, and people who <laughs> people who talk about comedy and break it down are never funny. People who take it really serious and who's the goat? It's like, <laughs> shut up! We're we're we are clowns. Just stop yes. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've funny. never I've never wanted to be into overanalyzing it. It's just exhausting, uh, especially if you're doing it all the time. I'm like, I don't also have the time to fucking think that much about it. Like, I'm already uh, trying and I, to I come up happens, with the jokes. I find that happens with like pot too. People are so fucking yeah. scientific about pot. It's like we're just getting high. <laughs> and 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 the like the heavy duty weed smokers have absolutely no sense of humor no. and they're they're they get aggro like i was filming a thing at the high times award and they were 
they were super aggro. It's like the cliche of being, you know, hey, man. You know, that was out yeah. the window. It was <laughs> really douchey. I got into this what to I'm giggle and is, hang out. Relax. <laughs> what I'm saying is the brofication of America destroys everything. <laughs> I, we you know, know the Woodstock 99 uh, documentary. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's the the brofication of America is terrible. For sure. You know? Well, and it's like stop overanalyzing the things that bring you joy. Just let there be like fun little miracles in the day. A, a, la- a piece, a laugh, laughing, like fucking smoking also, a joint. Like these are just moments that just they can just be nice. Well, also just like the the people I admired as a comedian would never make your bonehead list. You know, yeah. people that 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 was you know mm-hmm. that I thought were were fun and and stuff. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do. I truly, you know, uh, uh, it's you know I'm 59, but it's it's I am a VHS comedian in a TikTok world, and I. <laughs> don't know what i'm doing anymore you know you you what's worse is when you see people my age trying to do instagram or something no it's it's really embarrassing do we have a choice though because i feel like the other aspect i've got a mom who's she calls herself amish she's not actually amish but she's a total luddite and like Mm -hmm. i don't want to do that my mom like literally said to me once no Teresa, i'm not gonna learn how to text message on vacation okay It's going to ruin the vacation. Yeah, yeah like she, it was going to stress um, her out so much. She didn't need homework. I'm like, it's literally a button you press. <laughs> well, I know. That's... I don't want to get to that point. Like, I want to be in the middle where I'm like, I accept that there is new technology and I will adapt at some point. But also, like, I just know my limitations. So you have to, yeah, find where well, you are. I, you know, part of our job is comics and then, like, even making a movie, I have to go on Instagram and promote stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, even to the point where, like yesterday, I was like going, uh, the content has been too much about promoting the movie, so I need to put, put some funny content on. And I yeah. did. It's so creepy. I'm just being dishonest to these people who are, <laughs> you know, I you know, I had a picture of, I missed a big spot when I was shaving my head. <laughs> I had this big clump of fur because <laughs> I shaved my own head. And... Uh, and I posted that, and everybody bit. Everybody commented on it, and I felt dirty. Great engagement. <laughs> great engagement. Yeah. engagement. Bob, you fed yeah. them, Bob. You fed them. I feel like I, uh, I think I liked that picture, but I knew that it you, was because of promotion that you were like, I wanted to help you out and boost you into the next. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, we're having on the podcast tomorrow. Let me like this picture of this hair yeah. just to really get him over the hump. <laughs> it's 100% true. Yeah. There's a whole protocol, like what you like, what you don't like. Uh, uh, oh, for sure. And, you know, and there's, there's, I shouldn't know what 1,600 people are up to. I mean, that's just <laughs> unhealthy. That's crazy. Let alone, like, the protocol of, like, when you have an ex, do you unfollow? That's harsh. But then you mm-hmm. you know what your exes are up to, and they know what you're up to. And it's it's not, we weren't designed it's this way. It's basically like keeping a key to their apartment and popping in every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey awesome but who's, like also who's only, this only on the, yeah but only on the day that they've cleaned too because what we're seeing online is not the right real life we're only seeing right. the, yeah, the... you know i mean like right. every picture i'm posting is like oh this is a perfect photo of my dog and me and my you know whatever it's like that's not 
that's not what is happening i, I next think like you right also now. have the opposite too like anytime i post something that's vulnerable like i posted about being depressed the other day and like mm-hmm. a few people dm me who i'm not close to oh, and we're like and we're like hey do you need and i was like no i'm good like don't yeah. hit me up yeah. out of the blue don't use this as an excuse to slide into my dms for the love of god please yeah yeah i just really uh, loved watching joyride and especially when you were talking about you know success and like how you kind of like rejected it at some point and then kind of found more fulfillment um which i think is like you know as you know all of us are like we're still in there we're still going for it but like i look at the goals that i have and like i try not to yeah it's like i really want them but i have to try and enjoy the journey that i'm on or else Obviously, what's the fucking point? But it can be yeah, hard. it's important to, you know, I was doing a commencement speech and just keep quitting, and then but the end of that is and keep quitting till you end up someplace you don't want to leave, you know, mm-hmm. and and I, I quit, <laughs> I quit often, and 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 it's just like I go, oh, this isn't working for me anymore, and you know that voice in my head was right all the way back to when i was 21 when i was like mm, i don't want to be in this movie and and i shouldn't you know and i should have listened to it but whatever boohoo uh but but <laughs> I, I i i think it's just like we we we're supposed to confuse uh making it with happiness and and that's not going to really fill uh, fill that hole in you if you mm-hmm. end up making it and you, <laughs> it's going to just increase the size of I it. I also think so few people certainly not myself but I don't know if anyone I ever know the idea that making it is this like concrete easily identifiable moment I think is a fallacy too because you just get addicted to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. never really have a, you don't have the even one day where you're like, I fucking made it. There's always going to be something else that you want. So that's yeah. kind of, I think, a good thing to let go of, too. It's yeah. like, a, it's like a, it's this weird thing. It's like, oh, as a comedian, oh, I wish I could do five minutes. Oh, I wish I could MC. Oh, I wish I could headline. Oh, I wish mm-hmm. I could get on uh, Letterman. I wish I could get an HBO special. I wish it, there'll always be something. Um so yeah, it's kind of hard to decide that 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 uh, you know, like I just finished a screenplay and when I was writing it, I was really enjoying it, and I have never enjoyed writing screenplays. I always think of them as just a skeleton and outline, and mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it, and I did it. I enjoyed it. That's the news. That's the uh, uh, I enjoyed <laughs> That's it. Your, That's though. huge. <laughs> what was your was but it just one, the subject that made you enjoy it? Yeah, it was like I, you know, the world is such a trash fire. I, I, I really thought the most punk rock kind of script I could write right now is a hopeful one. So I wrote like a f- kids movie. Oh. I wrote like a G-rated movie, and I had a. I would ball love to see it. a G-rated movie from you. <laughs> Listen, yeah, Hollywood, like, if you're like listening people- right now. Make but this people, happen. <laughs> when people are reading early drafts, they go, I get it. It's a kid's movie. You got to get rid of the animal decapitations. I go, oh, oh okay. <laughs> kids are like, brutal. Kids are so brutal. Right? They love that shit. No, uh-uh. No, kids are sadistic little shits. They love it more than we do as adults. <laughs> and and any kid's movie that you love was terrifying. Oh, um, 100%. So, so uh, hopefully it's still terrifying, but in the right Yeah, ways. you have yes. to do the opposite of punching. You don't want to punch up the script. You want to take out the decapitation. You have to like slowly was, remove. <laughs> but I, it was a hard process for me to to like if I don't have, 
you know, often the movies I make that I'll put something in and, and it's like, oh, can I still get an audience to identify with these characters and not check out? Mm-hmm. So so this movie is void of that. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no like Sleeping Dogs Lie. It was called Stay originally, you know, has a tiny bit of bestiality. <laughs> You know, uh, and then let's try to get past that and see if I'll still get the audience to root for the character. But when when stay when that movie was at Sundance, uh, it was twenty grand, and I shot it with a crew from Craigslist. And uh, and uh, the first screening, (laughs) this woman's trying to leave. Like again, it's tastefully done; it's all off camera. But she's trying to get up and leave during the bestiality scene. And she stays. And then my daughter, who I think was 18 at the time, that about uh, about 50 minutes later, that woman's crying. And my daughter turns to me and she goes, look at your friend. And I look back at the woman. And my daughter goes, yeah, you cry, bitch. You cry. <laughs> <laughs> I always think I've never been in Love like that. a, well, I guess we've had a few experiences where we've had to sit in a theater and have people watch something we did that was... Yeah. Not taken How well. could you forget that? <laughs> but I never like. <laughs> I always think about that when I go to Sundance or something, and like, oh. wow, it'd be so. What is it like to sit in a theater while everyone around you watches something you made? Oh, like... I've had that. I've had. I had like a at Shakes. They had like a charity premiere, and people walked out. It was. <laughs> <laughs> they took their money back. The yeah, charity yeah. lost money I, at the end. <laughs> I don't care if the people are unhoused. I. That movie was horrible. I bankrupted a children's hospital with the premiere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ours was, I think we did it, with, we've had a few, a few, not mm. like that big of scale, but a few times where we had to just eat shit in front, while just watching people be disappointed in you. <laughs> well, the other night, when, like when I was, that joke I just told, like t- when I saw people get up and walk out, I was like, uh, my heart was like, I still got it, you know. I was oh, like, totally. I was like, I, I, I'm going to gut this room, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I always try to remember that, like, I don't like a lot of things, so I kind of can't expect a lot of things to like me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I have to, like, watching my play, I think, was one of the most nerve-wracking experiences of my life. Because, like, it's different. Because stand-up, you're in control. So even if you're bombing, you're kind of the pilot of that bombing. Right. But mm-hmm. ha- like it's like it's like watching something you've written oh and be in the audience is like watching your own self do a striptease somehow. But you have no <laughs> control over it. But when you saw the play and when it it did work, I'm assuming for for people, it did. Did, when you it's different experience when they laugh or they cry and it's you're not on stage, you're not in it, you're just isn't it a crazy thing? It feels feeling? actually really nice. Yeah, cuz you don't have to have oh. that pilot brain of like what am I going to do? Right. Like you can kind of just mm-hmm. like sit in it hitting. Yeah, and it's oh, amazing. It, so like when I say I like to write and direct, you know, people confuse that with humility. But the reality of it is like, no, I want to play God. I want. <laughs> yes. I, it's a much oh, bigger ego when I'm all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I'm sitting there and watching a 15 a, a year old teenager say something, it gets a laugh. That's next level. I'm like, oh, that's not me. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's all it's all big ego. Yeah, <laughs> how humble that is behind the camera. No, that just means I get to do more things. Yeah, I, I, I'm not limited to this this 59 yeah. year old cis white male carcass. <laughs> exactly. Right, we, we have to take a break, but we'll be back with this uh, cis white male this carcass. White male carcass. In a yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's a better name for my tour. <laughs> Everybody. Welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Bobcat. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lady to Lady totally makes sense for me. When I was a little boy, uh, you would, you know, like I'm talking like five or six, you wouldn't, you know, the kids would be like, where'd he go? And I would be in there talking to the moms. Oh. <laughs> I always did. I don't know what that's about, but I, I was. I was always. I, I always really love it when we have when we do have like a guy on the show. You're in a very elite crew. It's like you, French Stewart, Kyle Kinane, and like Baron Vaughn is about it. Wow, <laughs> but that's I love, a great I, team. Yeah, I I, just, I love have I love it when we do have a guy on the show because then it's just like you like you get to see what they're like when they just hang out with a bunch of gals and the guys that we tend to have on. I think they're like very comfortable, very happy to change up the dynamic. And we like, like to create sometimes. the illusion that there can only be one of you. Um, so yes. that you compete against each other, right? Right. Yeah. 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 We're deciding who will will survive. And I, I think it's, it's an a, interview. Uh, you know, I I uh, uh, it's funny in the comedy world, like uh, when like I jokingly say this, like I'm like, you know, there's a lot of young comedians, and so uh, sometimes you're going to be hosting. And the cool thing to to always remember, if you're bringing up a a woman comedian, is is make sure you tell the audience that it's a woman comedian before they get up there. It's really <laughs> important. Of course. Yeah. Our next comedian is a woman. Like, yeah, if you want to oh tell God. everyone that, about how attractive they are, yeah. that's really yeah. important, I think. Uh, before uh, I start a set, I ask the audience to picture my genitals, and then we just sit in silence <laughs> for five seconds, and then I it is like That's I, where I like to begin it a doesn't, set from. It really doesn't happen that much anymore. Also, because like no. a lot of us don't play we don't play like just shitty clubs like you know yeah. a lot of indie venues we're that, we're, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it does like it'll happen once in a while and you're like oh there it is but it's mm-hmm. been it's been a while I, like i was on the road and i kind of thought uh i was done with that but mm-hmm. uh uh not in kansas city <laughs> yeah it yeah. still happens there are pockets uh, where a renaissance is occurring <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've told this. My my favorite one ever was when I did the um. Oh my god, what was it called? The John Lovitz Comedy Club at at Universal City oh, Walk. I was there for this, and yeah. it was a really beautiful <laughs> it? moment. It was it a bringer was, show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> bringer show, and like it's mm-hmm. stupid, weird, like Hawaiian themed comedy club totally with John Lovitz's <laughs> name on it. it was there so a stupid. On stage? There's a yes, surfboard there's a, on stage. A, there's a surfboard, and there was also a pair of sandals like put up against it, <laughs> as if it was like a John Lovitz's one person show. But then you had to do stand up in it. It was so funny. And Babs, they like didn't know that you were a woman, and like the host realized as he's like reading the names. <laughs> yeah, he was introducing me and he said like, "Okay, your next guy coming." And then he looked over and he was like, uh, "All right, it's it's a woman." And like he just like and so the DJ he gave the DJ enough time to clock like what was happening and mm-hmm. as I walk up the music goes like, "Hey, sister, sister soul, soul, sister soul, <laughs> sister." And I was just like, "Oh, I could not stop laughing. It was so I, I, I like to think dude had like a button in the booth that just says woman and he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, and he, he pressed it. Yeah, a big pink button. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was great. It was great. This next guy, who's girl, coming to the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So so stupid. Um, okay. Beautiful well, that's metaphor. the comedy I grew up with. That that's my graduating class. <laughs> Thank you. Very yeah, dark paving times. the way. <laughs> okay, we're gonna play a game with you. I don't know if you ever did inside the actor's studio, but now's your chance. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> I would have loved to have actually seen you and James Lipton. I uh, I would have I I would have loved to have been on that show. Were you? Yeah. Well, this is your chance. What's Did that? you watch it a lot? I watched a fair amount of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when that's what Bravo was. Yeah. Oh, it was on Bravo? It was on Bravo, and that was like its mm-hmm. flagship show. Bravo was like that, and then I used to come home high on Friday, <laughs> <laughs> on Friday nights and watch the ballet. That's wow. what Bravo was, yeah. Wow. Wow, Bravo certainly has changed i didn't realize yeah bravo bravo thank you thank you thank you for the real housewives okay so these are some of the questions from inside the actor studio we call this inside the lady there's no wrong answers so all right don't you know whatever okay what is your favorite word um favorite word you mean the word i say sure or or a word that brings me joy or uh, um, this is why you didn't book the gig, dude. Yeah, I could, I choked. My, well, the first word that came up was actually my favorite curse word. That was dog cock. You dog cock. Dog cock. Dog, dog cock so is it's great. two words, but yeah, but dog cock. That's my favorite word. That's a great, honestly. By great. the way, never heard. By it. the way, I say dog cock not necessarily when I'm uh, just upset. Like it could be like something fabulous. Can we Wait, get it in, in sense? Yeah. yeah, in a sentence. Like, uh, it's usually like if, uh, you know, it, it, well, obviously, you know, you, mm-hmm. you you drop something heavy on your foot, dog cock. But <laughs> also, you receive a check in the mail. It's like, dog cock. <laughs> yeah, you have an idea for that children's screenplay, and you're like, by dog cock, I've got it. Perfect. <laughs> Mike, it's my fair lady with dog cock. <laughs> it's a, it's a the big dog million. cock and smock falls mainly on the flock. <laughs> <laughs> and where is that dog cock? <laughs> on the dock. But uh, yeah, that would be uh, my favorite word. It's two words, really, but I guess it'd be hyphen. Well, and I in my mind, it's one word. It's one word. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it as, yeah. And is it on I'm a seeing it like motherfucker. Yeah, like a motherfucker. Yeah. You know what's yeah. funny? It's like when you asked me what my favorite word was, that was the word that popped into my head. <laughs> and then I'm like going, uh, uh, uh. But. <laughs> Yeah. You could slip it in something like it could be like an English surname. Oh. Mr. Dogcock, you know. <laughs> the Francis Dogcock. Oh. <laughs> Francis mean, it, Dogcock. Of I the, mean, yes. A, of the Hampton Dogcock. <laughs> yes. If, in a British accent, Dogcock is. Uh, listeners, listeners, if anybody is from Britain and would like to call in and just say the word Dogcock with your accent yeah. on our answering lovely. machine, we would love yeah. to hear it. Three two three six butt thirty. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> we'll send them to you, Bob. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Bob. What is your least favorite word? Um, hack. Mm. Mm. You don't like when I would people say, call it that? Call things. Like- no, I, 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 I cringe when people use the word hack uh, because they don't even know what it means as a way to cut someone down. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it just—it's like a red flag. It's like, oh, you're, 
You're not a good anyone using the word hack is is usually a hack. That's the truth. That's the thing, you know. So that word uh, uh, that makes me want to vomit when I hear someone say hack. Like someone's a hack. It's like mm, uh, no. Yeah, it's been so overused at this point too that it's like, what does it even mean? It's lost all meaning as a word completely. Yeah. Yeah, like that cat is a hack. <laughs> yeah, the cat he's so played out. The cat yeah. and the hack. <laughs> I feel like I use hack not a lot, but like I reserve it for when I truly believe that's what's going on. That know? someone, that it is a hack. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. When it's just like, you know, boring. Well, I guess that's why I think boring. Like, oh, you haven't thought that's an idea from, yeah, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, yeah. I have to say, uh, someone that I dislike had a review of their work written recently and it was called Schlocky. And that was great. <laughs> yeah. Schlocky is, if, if you want to say hack, just say schlocky. Schlocky. Yeah. And did you, en- was there Schneisenfreude here? Did you enjoy this oh, uh, bad review? Not only did I enjoy it, I drank three glasses of wine and retweeted it. <laughs> Quite, it was very enjoyable. And, and leaned back and went, dog cut. Yes. yes. Dog cut yes. kind of is like Eureka. Eureka. Yeah. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like wow. that because I think hack is also like it's it's kind of take putting the gloves on something as opposed to just being like you're boring and outdated. You know, yeah. it's like we don't need another word like that to me feels more harsh just to be like to actually call it what it is. Do you know what's funny is like when I thought of it, I I I obviously you know, I wasn't thinking of when someone would refer to what I was doing as hack. Uh, I because mm-hmm. but just when I hear other people mm-hmm. use it. Again, mm-hmm. it's the the brofication of comedy, you know, that Yeah. I would yeah. I, I I don't think I would ever actually like call anything you've done hack though because you do like well, yeah. pivot when you feel <laughs> no. Just, no you do yeah. you do though like it, yeah. it is you you do want to constantly evolve and like people like, like decide to arrest their development in something I think that's where it comes from too. yeah I guess you know? I would be bummed out if somebody did say that about me um or, or you know mm-hmm. oh yeah I would be very I would be really mad because I'd be like really like. You can't, I don't think that you've seen this before, but okay. Yeah, that would yeah. cut me to the core. It's kind of like if someone calls you annoying. Oh, oh I just think right. they're wrong. <laughs> that, well, that just might be my ego just being like, no, nah, uh, I'm pretty fucking cool. Fuck off. Uh, annoying is a kryptonite? Yeah. <laughs> well, the the expression dad joke is very cutting when someone says that. Mm. Like, dad joke. It's like, well, I am a dad. And, uh, yeah. Well, dad know. jokes are good, though. Like, I think, I think dad joke is an, like a loving term but you know what me. i oh. think women can take women like to have their jokes called dad jokes more because it's kind of like mm-hmm. the boyfriend cut gene <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> i just feel sad there's not a mom joke oh like, there are mom are there what would you consider a mom joke um, i don't know if they're like a joke is uh, well i feel like it's like t-shirts yeah, yeah talk but, oh yeah red wine and blue yeah <laughs> they're oh. usually involving wine or coffee i definitely did see someone wearing that working out so that was a specific oh, call out. But, uh, yeah, a lot of wine puns, I guess. Wine, wine puns, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bobcat, what turns you on? Uh, what turns me on? What really turns me on? Let me try to think. Um, wow. Um, it, I guess these are hard because you don't want to <laughs> say, say what does turn you on. 
He's like, uh, a big what? ass. That's yeah, what that's what, yeah. Has anyone just said that? Like, yeah. yeah. No, you just... uh, I like a big onion. No. Um... <laughs> I guess I didn't watch like a lot of um, Inside the After Studio. So like, would people say sexually what it was, or was it usually um, like Sean Penn's answer just like creatively? Was, Sean's Penn's answer was when two people can really dance. <laughs> Oh it's just like yeah. actors answering this shit is so funny because like they're just like <sighs> trying to be like take a moment to be deep and they know what's coming yeah. ahead of time too so they like have their pre-scripted answers like ready to go it's so funny to read uh, yeah i guess i would just i mean it sounds this sounds really hack uh is uh uh <laughs> is is you know uh, laughing with someone uh, especially about the same stuff mm. you know when you when you get when you're laughing yeah uh and you're like that's pretty awesome. It, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, finding your other star belly snitch, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent get that. It's like that. That's a moment when I know that this is a friend when there's like something shitty or, or whatever, whatever the thing is that like, you're like, Oh, this is a moment that I'm going to jump off the cliff. And are you going to jump off it with me? Oh, you did jump. Well, we're just going to die together. Yeah. And <laughs> it, 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 it means it's safe. Mm-hmm. and and it means it means that um when you when you when you're laughing at the same stuff it it it, it it's 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 it is i guess it's safe is where i was gonna go with that but yeah no i think that's i think that's very true because it's like i mean laughter is like you being like oh i this is the thing that brings me joy does it also bring you joy so to like but 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 you know there's also <clears throat> you know you can't no matter if you don't like someone you can't laugh at what they say <laughs> even if what they're saying is really pithy or witty yeah you know. unless they get angry and then you can laugh a lot <laughs> oh you yeah. mean laugh at yeah. them then <laughs> well i have yeah, a really bad nervous giggle and like yeah when someone i doesn't like get pissed gets pissed off i have to leave the room i uh i agree too when I'm watching reality shows, when people start losing their shit, I start laughing, and it's usually really ugly and horrible. Yeah. And then I start laughing. It was funny. I was doing an interview, and uh, I grew up with uh, Tom Kenny, who is. Oh, uh, I love Tom Kenny. SpongeBob. Yeah. So Tommy's. Uh, I've known him since he was six. We were six. Oh, wow. We met in first grade at Catholic school, and so I've yeah I've known him my whole life. But I was doing this interview, and the person was just asking me all these questions about Tom Kenny, and I finally said, "Do you know what's the difference between Tom Kenny and me?" They go, "What?" I go, uh, "Tom Kenny's not doing your show, and I am." <laughs> <laughs> And so I told him that story last night and I was like, is he going to be mad that I said that? And he just, you know, he just, yeah, he just, we, we started, yeah, we started laughing so hard. Yeah. Cause sometimes he, you yeah. like, even with him, I can be really negative and, and then, but it just doesn't exist. We just, we just love each other. We just laugh all the time. No one's yeah. ever, you know, he, he and I, that love is really crazy how much. Uh, I, I've never felt that funny because I grew up with this guy who was the funniest person I've ever met. It's beautiful. I love that. Well, and it's like those, man, those old friendships, the older you get to, you're just like, oh, I'll never, this is an irreplaceable person in my life too. They've known me through all of it. And 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 when we work together, when I'm directing him, there's just a shorthand, you know, I'll go up, uh, be, uh, Neil Schmidt, which is a guy we knew in third grade. <laughs> that yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'll go, got it. I'm Neil Schmidt in this scene. 
crazy He's thing also... to grow up with someone and get to work with them professionally as an adult. That's so cool. One day we were on, uh, I was doing a voice on, on uh, Adventure Time. And Tommy stepped into the booth and he was giving me kind of strict direction on, on the voice. And, <laughs> and then it just digressed and he's, we're basically making fart noises. And I was like, <laughs> our relationship has not changed in 53 nope. years. <laughs> we're just now just doing it into a microphone. That's the dream. Noises. That's the yeah. fucking dream right yeah. there. 100%. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Does he like get recognized? Because he's the voice of SpongeBob still. Yeah, right? now, now, yeah, now he does get recognized. Like, okay, like yeah. When like we'll run into adult adults who will recognize him, and they'll burst into tears. Uh-huh. You know? But you know, we've always been competitive. And I remember, like, fifteen years ago, I was checking in a hotel, and the key, the plastic key, is SpongeBob. And I was like, God damn it, he won. <laughs> I've been a Happy Meal toy. No, no, I've been a Happy Meal toy twice, but I've never been a key. Yeah, so, so well, he this, won. Well, this children's movie—you never know where it's gonna. Never know. Yeah. Where it's gonna Is go. that like an egot if you're three Happy Meal toys? <laughs> three. <laughs> yes, it also means that I've been lodged in dogs' colons. Yes. <laughs> You've been fished out of a few uh, assholes in an ER before, so <laughs> yes, yeah, great. Wait, what were the Happy Meal toys? Like just little figurines. Uh, in Hercules, I was a character that was a Happy Meal toy. Oh, awesome! And nice. then, and then in uh, what was it? Well, I, I I don't know if I was a, I was a I was a toy for Police Academy. I don't think it was a Happy Meal toy. Oh, cool! Mm, yeah, I think awesome, that's though. it. Do they, if you if you were a toy, do they send you a toy of you? Or do you just uh, never find out about that stuff? It's yeah, police again. You don't find out about it. It's like suddenly <laughs> there's a toy, and you push you push a button in my back, and my pants fall off. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, you know, I would have uh, said uh, okay, but no underpants. Let's really uh, commit. But, yeah, I've got um, some notes. <laughs> because you know what's funny in the we were talking about Joyride. There was. Mm-hmm. I, I repelled in nude from the roof of the Oakland Coliseum during a Nirvana concert on New Year's one night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had the in utero wings on. And then uh, I like that I wore a hat. Like, like yes. I didn't mind people seeing my, my love handles <laughs> and my penis, but not my balding pate. That was where my ego was. But, but uh, I almost put that footage in the documentary, but I truly did remember that evening as being cold. And, and it wasn't and it is very flattering the harness it doesn't it just ends up working as like a, a some kind of strap on kind of it's and i hit the stage and and i'm flapping around and uh, my girlfriend and I were watching it, and she was. We both went, "Oh no! Like you can't. It, it's just not. It's not cool. Like if I put it in the movie, it just would have messed up things a lot. Like you'd be like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Then we just see your dick. That was really weird. But uh, but I thought about it. I thought about it. Did you tell the it guys? Is, in there, they knew that you were going to do that. Yeah, we we were. It was New Year's Eve, so we, there was going to be explosions that went off and. I said, well, how about if I repel a nude? And by the way, nobody said, 
dude, that's crazy. Everyone's, everyone's like, yeah, that's solid. That's a pretty good plan. <laughs> you know, like, it, was, yeah. it didn't get a laugh. It wasn't like, oh, no, I can't believe it. It was just like, yeah, that tracks. Okay. And then, <laughs> um, and then like, uh, you know, I said to Kurt, I was like, I, I'm tired of being scatter. You know, that was Elvis's chimp. Mm-hmm. You should get Pauly Shore to... to <laughs> and so so what happens is at midnight he looks up and he's like paulie because uh because i was like holding my own weight suspended and uh i shot down so fast he didn't even see it like i landed yeah so he looks up he's like paulie and people are like what is he talking about but yeah that's beautiful you know it's 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 often in life I, I I don't look for these things I, it's more like I'm going I think this would be something mm-hmm. uh fun or do you know what I mean yeah. like so I'll tell a story if you don't mind but I was yeah. I was scuba diving with my daughter and this this uh navy seal uh, t- took me down as my stepson and my daughter and a couple other people and 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 we're under the water, and he looks over, and he points out uh, a turtle, and he does the hand signal for a turtle, and then he points out the fish, and he does the hand signal. And then he goes like this, the hand signal for a shark, and he points. So he'd point the turtle, we'd swim over to it. So And point to the fish, we'd swim over to it. He points to the shark, and I swim over to it. And then I look behind me, and no one oh else God. swam to the shark. Everybody's... <laughs> in safe distance and and the shark even turned around and looked at me he's like oh, i'm a shark you know and i and I, I was trying to swim away i swam away backwards like and um the the guy goes you know up so you know he points go get out so we get out of the water and he goes why did you swim towards the shark and my daughter goes my dad's been swimming towards the shark his whole life <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. She gets it. She fully gets yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and and, it, and, it, and by the way, it, it didn't skip a generation. She's always she she tends to do things because she knows the value of of that. You're not going to have that chance again. You guys' yeah, house yeah. must have been so fun. Was it just like shenanigans? It was kind of, but it was also like that's how she grew up. So she just thought. I mean, there was a time where we were talking about the Arsenio Hall show, and and she grew up with good friends. That was Lily Idol, which is Eric Idol's daughter, and Eric is is my daughter's godfather. And 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 uh, although I was like, you can't be your godfather. I'm an atheist, and she, I'm I'm her I'm her dog father. So so they're thick as thieves. <laughs> but so um, Tasha, uh, my daughter. I was coloring with her and she was probably like seven or, and uh, the news comes on and it goes, comedian goes berserk on the Arsenio Hall show. And my daughter goes, Ugh. I go, what's wrong? She goes, sometimes you act like you don't have a brain in your head. <laughs> and I go, it's just comedy. And she goes, it's not just comedy. It's on the news. Lily's dad's not on the news. <laughs> Like Eric Idle's gonna go crazy on the time. Oh my god! <laughs> Although uh, Eric probably was an influence on me as a kid, I remember seeing him on Mike Douglas, and they did go crazy. They were tackling each other while they're trying to do an interview. So Python was a big yeah. influence on me. You know what's funny? In my head, for like a second, when you said Eric, I heard Billy, and I was like, I didn't realize that you were so close to Billy, <laughs> Billy Idol. Idol. Weird. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna judge. Weird. Did, I didn't see that coming though. <laughs> yeah, it's a white wedding, but I. Uh, no, I, I, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I've I met him over the years. I don't want to brag. Billy? <laughs> no, no, you know all the idols. Like, all the, all idols. the idols. <laughs> but yeah, Eric Eric uh, has uh, been a, a friend for years. And, yeah. uh, that, is so fu- that is so fucking cool. I mean, That's Jesus awesome. Christ. That well, is amazing. I remember this story. It was it was uh, uh, my 50th birthday. And, and um, Robin Williams is my friend. And he's like, hey, B. <laughs> he's like, hey, B, I can't, I won't be at your birthday. And I was like, oh, it's all right, whatever. And I opened up the door and he's in my living room on the phone with me. I was walking into the house. <laughs> so so he surprised me. And it was just like, I think about, it was like Tom Kenny and, and Eric and Robin and Peter Asher, a couple other people. And we were just making music and it was really fun. And, uh, uh, but my friend Dan Spencer gave me a little helicopter that was just the word fuck. And it's a remote control plane. And so I set it off. It goes right over into the neighbor's first flight, right? So I knock <laughs> on the door and I go, hi, this uh, toy of mine in your backyard. And they're like, uh, are you Bobcat Goldplate? I was like, yeah, yeah. You're our neighbor? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I get the helicopter. I I, I try the helicopter again. It goes right over the lawn. I go, Robin. I go, Robin, you got to go get the helicopter. <laughs> So he knocks on the door. <laughs> like, oh my God, Robin Williams. Said, oh, yeah, there's a helicopter. So uh, third time, I go, come on, Eric, you got to go. He's like, I'm not going to go. He's like, fuck off, you know. Uh, it would have been knife. great. I go, it's, it's threes, That's man. Perfect. You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, let's do more. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. No, okay. we have, we're Last, good. We're going to take a break. Okay. Yeah, or, yeah, let's do one more and then we'll, we'll take a break. Um, let's see. Yeah, what is what turns you off? Uh, a, a big uh, they would say the word no. That was always big on the actor studio. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, um, uh, lack of empathy. You know, mm-hmm. when people don't have any empathy, that 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 turns me off. What turns me off? I'm trying to think of like in that sense, in the sexy sense, was um, I was a, a waiter in Boston and there was a, a woman I had a big crush on. And so I was the one that was supposed to wait on her every morning. And then she said one morning, can I have some more moo juice? She called no! milk moo juice. And I was like, oh, I was like it's over. It's over. <laughs> no. No, there's no, no coming just, back from Moo Yeah, juice. I was like, she, the next day, I was like, hey, your girlfriend's here. I go, God, she's dead to me. She said <laughs> Moo Juice. <laughs> it's the opposite of you, Mojo. Yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. that for all our listeners that all your unrequited crushes call it Moo Juice in front of you. Yeah, that would be the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Moo Juice. <laughs> Oh. Like yeah, that's so about funny that. too. Because if she thought she was maybe flirting or something, she's like, "I'm gonna like say this funny thing," and then it just completely. <laughs> that was the end. That was the end. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna take a break. Everyone, get a big tall glass of moo juice, and we'll <laughs> be back in a second. <laughs> Everybody, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. Yes. I'm Bob Scratch Goldfarb. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I forgot who I was for a moment. That's okay. We'll put you on the spot. Um, we're going to do a lady problem. If you have one, send them to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com or give us a call, 323 6 but 30. 
Lady Problems. Lady. Lady Problems. Lady Problems. Do you have them? Lady Problems. Do you have them? People have them. Ooh. <laughs> I like that my slack also went off in the middle of that, which really was an extra a bonus sound. Okay. Yeah, really adds to it. Um, let's play this one. Hey, ladies. I have an exciting lady problem. Not really for you guys. Um, so I just moved to a new place. I'm super excited because I left the L.A. area, which was way too expensive, and I now live in the nicest place I ever have had. Uh, because Utah is a lot cheaper. But my lady problem is that I am in a little townhouse where I live on the bottom floor, and then I have a neighbor on the top floor of the little house. And it's so nice. I used to hear, like, in California, I would hear, like, the TV, the radio, video games, people talking. I would hear all of my neighbor's business all the time. And in this place, it's not like that because it's so much nicer. It's newer. The walls are thicker. I don't know. But the one thing that I can hear late at night is my upstairs neighbor. I imagine his layout is right exactly above mine, like exactly the same. And I can hear him snoring so loud. Like I woke up thinking my partner who doesn't snore, I was like, my partner is snoring. This is crazy. I thought it was in my ear snoring and it was the neighbor upstairs. And this doesn't seem to be a problem for my partner because he can sleep through anything, but I am really concerned. I mentioned this to a friend who was like, that guy might need some help. Like, he might have a medical risk with that if he's snoring so loud that you can hear him through the walls. Um, but obviously, I don't know my neighbors, and I'm new in town, and it's all very weird. Like, what a weird thing to try to tell somebody. So if you have any advice for trying, like, obviously, I could put in headphones, but I feel like maybe this guy should know. Like, I don't know if he has family who's told him this. Anyways, thanks for everything you do. Love you, ladies. Bye. Oh, <laughs> I feel so bad for her. I think she should actually tell the person, but tell them in a way that because you could just wear earplugs. Right. But yeah. as someone that had this told to them, <laughs> it, <laughs> it is why I now have a CPAP. Which has changed my life because now I'm way more alert and uh, uh, not sluggish all day. And, it, and I hate wearing the thing. But mm -hmm. if if my partner hadn't said, yeah, you, you snore like a chainsaw, uh, I would never have gotten it. And well, you it has changed my life. But every night when I put it's like waking up and you're being fucked in the face by a robot. That's what it's like. <laughs> it's the worst feeling ever. But <laughs> it's changed the quality of my life. So uh, oh, I, I think if she setup. has it in her to tell the person, I would just I don't know how you couch it. So it doesn't sound mm -hmm. like you're bitching because they're making too much noise. Well, because I'm to... assuming you had like a partner or, or someone tell you this yeah. and not like yeah. a neighbor. It wasn't. It wasn't... <laughs> A neighbor well, through the walls. <laughs> well, I live in the middle of the woods, so it would have to be a Sasquatch or a turkey or something um, <laughs> that would be complaining. So what you're saying is she should start dating him, earn his trust, <laughs> yeah. and then... Or, be yeah. or become a thruple. Maybe just introduce <laughs> this guy and then go, hey, uh, I'm not really into you banging. It was just I wanted, I'm worried about your health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think you need to wear a CPAP. What if she sets up like an elaborate, maybe there's like a Ghosts of Christmas present. You can like an apparition through the window that just kind of warns you like (laughs) you're... Your health is at risk if you don't get a CPAP machine. I don't Just know. Like, something. I play a video of someone falling asleep behind the wheel of a car and, and mowing yeah. into a kindergarten class. Exactly. Yeah, like those drunk driving, like, be safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Totally. I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people that, like, those have, those have helped out a lot because it's like it's your brain not getting oxygen, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what sleep apnea is. So it's so you're basically kind of dying a bunch all night long. And Mm -hmm. to the point that I'm only really telling you this Uh, because I'm worried. I have to be in the club uh, (laughs) for that to happen. (laughs) But but yeah, you you stop breathing all night long. So Mm -hmm. I I think uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not a big fan of just not talking to people about anything, you know. uh, But uh, this is affecting her. I don't know. How do you say that to you? You're snoring comes through the floor and i can hear it i guess that's how i'd say it it's i can deal with i could put like a noise reducing machine on but yeah I, i'm concerned about your health i mean i, I feel like know. that's what you i feel like you just kind of do it in a straight shot you know i guess you could like try to build up a real friendship with them but i think you just kind of get it all out in one go is is this is this why you pay people rent so you can you give money to the landlords the landlord does this for you right is that the I don't know if this is in the <laughs> landlord's jurisdiction. Yeah. Yeah, cuz when I was in my younger days, not because of snoring, but we had a neighbor that did that with our excessive loud partying and guitar playing mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and gratuitous cocaine use, but uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we didn't you know when the landlord talks to you, you know who ratted you out. I I don't think that that medium yeah. really Yeah. Is. It kind of makes it yeah, worse yeah. for your relationship probably yeah. because, you know, we could be like, oh, I was trimming the bushes at midnight and I heard the wall shaking, you know? <laughs> I uh, 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 I was on in a movie and there was complaints about me personally just being too loud. Uh, Andy Griffith was doing Matlock on this. <laughs> we were sharing a wall. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, no. So soon There's as like, an couple. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what do you mean? They just said that I was too loud. And I was just like, well, okay, shots fired. So I... I got. A, I bought a CD a boombox, and uh, I queued up Ween pushing up daisies. You know, pushing <laughs> up daisies and making them grow. I just queued it on repeat, and locked the room, and then climbed out the window and had oh. the speakers up against Andy Griffin's wall. So you have to be careful how you bring up. Oh, yes. you, you're you're making t- you're you're too loud. You can't say you're too loud. I think you have to say, you know, I often hear you snoring, and I'm concerned about your physical well being, or 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 phrase it any other way, but be prepared to hear a lot of ween. <laughs> <laughs> but is this okay? Is this a letter? Is this a knock on the door? I'm assuming she doesn't have his phone number. Y'all, I honestly think this is put the headphones in. And the more we're thinking about this, I'm like, you don't actually owe this person anything. He's just another stranger who may be in poor health. I would just put the headphones right. in. But I think it's a twofer, right? It's like she wants to solve her problem and help him. 
The odds of someone he, this guy doesn't know actually affecting real change to the point that he's going to go get a CPAP machine, I think are pretty slim. In reality, (laughs) he's going to get super defensive and embarrassed and it's going to be Maybe you send him, because I know a lot of people, did you have to do like sleeping test, like go do a sleep test and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like so not cool (laughs) because they're watching you. They got a million wires on you, but there was no way I wasn't at least adjusting my junk during that test. I can't imagine someone watching me sleep. That would be Uh, so weird. Best case scenario, I I was scratching my nuts. That's the best case. I definitely wake up tits out half the time, and I'm like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think, like, maybe you send, maybe make up a fake pamphlet that's, like, the sleep clinic or something, like... With having a hard, like not, not getting a good night's sleep, maybe you should come check us out. And like you just what, slip what that if, into his mail. I don't know what she does for work, but what if she got a degree in <laughs> sleep apnea and then yes. asked him to come be a subject for her to get her hours? Um, is is that is there something there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think change well, your I, whole life to yeah. Yes, so I guess it boils down to: Do you have a relationship with this person? Do you, yeah. if it's a complete stranger, then I guess it's headphones. If it's someone that you actually might care a little bit about, you might want to say, "Hey, that doesn't sound healthy." I agree. Yeah, yeah. But- if if you are able to step, if you maybe they already are acquaintances, or if this person's a friend at all, I agree. But if you don't know this person. Yeah. yeah, man, that's tough. It's so hard when you move in somewhere because, like, these are the things that how could you have ever known <laughs> that this was going to be? Yeah, or just neighbors in general. If if right. my daughter was here and we said, "What's the first rule?" She said, "Don't talk to the neighbors." Uh, <laughs> that's how I raised her. Oh God, yeah. Sean and I, we really want to move into a bigger place, and we went and looked at this place last weekend, and like the rent was like pretty low, and we parked. And I'm like, "Oh, this is cute," and then I looked to the left. I'm like, "Is that a graveyard?" Okay, I'm like, all right, the rent's pretty, I think, could I live next to a graveyard? I'm like, LA, it's so yes. I'm like, yes. all right, I could deal. Yes. So we walk through this whole house, and it's like really cute. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And we go in the backyard, and there's just a dude standing in the backyard. And we look <laughs> up, and there's a guest house back there. And we're like, what's the deal? He's like, yeah, no, I live here. And we're like, you didn't put in the ad that there's a man living in the backyard. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a neighbor. That's no. uh, that's or, a new sibling. Yeah. Or was he there? Oh. Was he from the graveyard? Mm. He was dressed like a Civil War soldier. So, <laughs> like, I have been sleeping on this futon for fifty years. Whoa. <laughs> I uh, that gives you an example of how I think. Like, you know. Uh, oh yeah. Should I move into a, a house next to a graveyard? Yes. There wasn't any. I didn't go. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah. I, yes. Oh, always a, go for what's going to be the better story later. Yeah. Immediately into it. Are, what kind of graves? Who's buried next to you at this point? I, I was this, this. I was moving. And uh, this guy goes, yeah, we had this movie. I could, you know, one of the guys was missing an arm. And I was like, what are their numbers? I have to have them move me. <laughs> Believe it or not, didn't go well. <laughs> Turns out you need forearms for a successful uh, moving company. But yeah, I, 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 but I was like, yeah, I got to have these guys. No, 100%. <laughs> okay, guys, let's wrap up. But we have one more voicemail we want to play with you, Bob. This is a really special one. It's one of the best voicemails we've received. Yeah, we, we usually play these at the end of the show, but we wanted to listen to this one live. And just some context for this, you're going to hear um, something called Country Heat mm-hmm. referenced. And that is 
a country themed aerobics video that Babs guest starred in. Yeah. Wow. So All right. no big deal. But I, I've got some stuff. Um, you know, I've got I'm a star, too. So, OK. All right. Is it on your IMDb? Oh, my God, it's not. But I need to put, it on, put it on there. We need that. I can't yeah. believe it's not on there. We can, we can get there. it on there. OK. Yeah, country heat needs to be on there, <laughs> yeah. please. That's insane. OK, here we go. Hey, ladies, this is Carly from Tennessee. And this is more of a rambling testimonial, I guess, than a problem. But, I, Babs, you actually brought up recently uh, Country Heat again, so I felt like it was relevant enough to call in. Uh, I just wanted to share the story of how you inadvertently solved a problem. Uh, back in 2018, I was wanting to get in shape for the Star Trek Las Vegas con- competition. Uh, sorry, convention. <laughs> and uh, uh, you, you mentioned doing your country heat testimonial thing, and I thought, well, that sounds just silly enough because I've never liked country music despite living near Nashville. And I ordered it and uh, started doing it and thought, well, this is just ironically stupid enough for me to get into. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, I did, did it for a few months, and then my back started to hurt. And I thought, oh, my God, did I injure myself doing a country heat dance workout so i went to a doctor and uh, found out i had the genetic marker for ankylosing spondylitis which usually takes a few years to get diagnosed and uh if i hadn't been doing the workout i might have thought it was a workplace injury and that would have been a nightmare so i ended up getting treatment remarkably early for something that usually takes a while to diagnose and uh also got to go to the Star Trek convention feeling pretty confident. So I just wanted to thank Bi Icon Babs Gray for the lovely picture <laughs> I got of myself with uh, Bi Icon Andrew Robinson, who plays Garrick in Deep Space Nine. And I'm just so glad y'all have kept on with the podcast and are on the Exactly Right Network. And just wanted to say thanks. Love y'all. Bye. Wow. Saving wow. lives over I don't know if that's saving lives, but whatever. Saving I, something. I love everything about that lady. That <laughs> I know. is such a wonderful story. I know. Well Isn't we heard fantastic? it the first time. We just were like the twist, the turns. This is a perfect <laughs> yeah. a perfect voicemail. Every moment. And then she is brings perfect. it back to feeling confident at the convention. It's- <laughs> uh. Wow. Uh. That is amazing. Thank I'm so glad. Country heat. That's you know. Country heat. You know, that's so insane. <laughs> I don't have any positive stories. I've had people break up and stuff because. <laughs> oh, behavior. trust us, we've we've had that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've definitely had that too. I think I think we don't. Uh, there's voicemails we don't get, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's really sweet. That was a great story. Oh man, yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, Thanks, Carly, for calling in. That's amazing. And Bobcat, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was so much fun. Well, thank you. I, I had a lot of fun. I hope I didn't talk too much. You, um, you talked not... the perfect amount. You okay. were great. <laughs> I, One I, of those I, talking shows, see? Yeah, but I would not, uh, I would not put on my gravestone, good listener. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking I want, I want um, oh, now you like me. Oh, I love that. That's great. I love that. Either that or if this graves are rocking, don't come a knocking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you might be Tessa's neighbor someday, so you never know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The guy gets out. 
So tell everybody, I know Joy Joyride comes out on October 29th, right? Yeah, folks, it, it, they can, uh, every place it streams, and if you pre-ordered on iTunes, that helps us in the queue, and uh, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but we're traveling around the country. If you go to my Instagram, uh, we're doing Q&As and stuff, and working on a special one for Los Angeles. Uh, there may be a Simeon involved. Oh man! Oh, very exciting. Well, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a really fun it's a really fun uh, movie, and just if you're a comedy fan, if you're just a fan of watching friends do dumb shit together, all of the above, please go watch <laughs> it. It's really fun. So, thanks. Thank you for so much for being on. Oh, I was happy. So nice to be on. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right, see y'all next week. Bye bye. Three, two, three. Six but thirty. It's six but thirty somewhere. Hi, ladies. Uh, my name is Riley, and I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan of your show, and I fucking love you. I've been listening to you guys since I was literally fucking like 18 years old, and now I'm like graduated from college, and you know, like living and having a career, and you know, like doing the damn thing. And I just wanted to say that, like, you guys have been there with me through all of that, and it's just such an honor to watch you become a part of the Exactly Right Network and then watch Tess and Babs do their thing on Toxic. Um, I think everyone at the Starbucks I work at is tired of hearing me talk about Britney Spears, but I honestly don't fucking care. Um, I just love you ladies, and I wanted to let you know. So I hope you're having a great day, and fucking keep up the badass rock. Rocking fucking work. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, ladies. It's early September, and I just listened to Stupid Hot People great episode. I wanted to respond to the listener that's struggling with not drinking alcohol for health reasons. It's not easy to navigate social settings without drinking, but you're working hard to make sure that you're taking care of your body, and that is badass. I stopped drinking about two years ago after it nearly ruined my life, and I have watched my closest friends choose sobriety for a number of reasons, including for health. There are some great craft breweries that make non-alcoholic drinks, as well as alcohol-free movements across the country in support of people who can't or won't drink. Start following some alcohol-free Instagrams and surround yourself with some people that hang out in other places than other than bars. You'll start feeling a lot lighter without the social pressures. You are not alone, and we are here for you, and we love you. Lady to lady. Thank you all.